Good morning. Again, it is great to be here this morning and celebrate with, with each of you. This morning is Pentecost. The birth of the church. The outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Have you ever been so excited you couldn't wait to tell somebody something? Have you ever just been so, you've had, you just couldn't wait. Think about the excitement. You know, when something comes over you that you just want to share with everybody. Can you think of that? A couple of weeks ago I told you about the birth of my daughter, but when I found out that, that Ron and I were going to have a child, that, that was the position I was in. I, I wanted to tell everybody. Because we've been married a long time. I think a few people have given up on us having a child. And I was at, I was traveling at the time, and when it was confirmed, I was actually, or actually when I could start telling people, I was, I was in a hotel room by myself. Just got a new cell phone. I mean, that's the first time I'd really ever had a cell phone of my own. I started calling people. It's back when everything wasn't free either. <laughs> but I called. I don't know how many people I called. I may call some of you. No. But um, I spent the whole evening just calling people to tell them. Other times, um, I've been that excited. I've been over more trivial things like ball games and, and other things. But again, just imagine the time or times that you've been so excited, you couldn't wait. You could feel it just about to bubble out of you, and you couldn't wait to tell people. This morning as we celebrate Pentecost, I want you to think of those times. I want to try to put you in the place of the disciples that Pentecost Sunday, when they received the Holy Spirit. And what happened next? That's what I want you to think about this morning. And I'm going to start out by reading um, the account from Acts, it's the second chapter, and it's the first. Actually, I'm going to read 2 through 21. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly from heaven there came in a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as of fire appeared among them. And a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them the ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. And at this sound the crowd gathered and was bewildered because each one of them heard them speaking in their native language. Amazed and astonished, they asked, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each that we hear each of us in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus in Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, and the parts of Libya belonging to Serene, and visitors from Rome, both Jew and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs. In our own languages, we hear them speaking about God's deeds and power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? 
But others were sneered and said, They are filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk, as you suppose, for it is only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even upon my slaves, both men and women, in those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show portents in the heaven above, and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist. The sun shall be turned to darkness, and the moon to blood, before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And this is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for, for the scripture, Lord. Thank you for, for all that it means, Lord. But most of all, thank you for filling us with your Holy Spirit. This morning, Lord, as we study the scripture, I pray that your Holy Spirit fills me and each of us here, Lord, that we receive your message this morning. And it excites us that we want to go tell the whole world. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Wow. The outpouring of the Holy Spirit. If you look in Acts 1, Jesus is ascending to heaven. He tells the disciples to go wait. Go together and wait. And the disciples were obedient. They assembled together. They prayed together. They fellowshiped together, and they prepared by selecting Matthias to replace Judas. Now in Acts 2, we read one of the most significant events that's ever occurred. The outpouring of the Holy Spirit. In reality, we're hearing the first gospel sermon. The beginning of the Lord's church, the birthday of the church, is happening in Acts 2. Again, most of the focus I want to do is, is, is to talk about the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. The outpouring of the Holy Spirit. You see, on that day, things happened that people couldn't explain. Things truly happened that people didn't understand. There was excitement. Can you imagine being there? Can you imagine being there and seeing the sights that are described in the scripture? You see, this day, again, it's called Pentecost. It's called, the, in, in the Old Testament, it's the Feast of Weeks. It celebrated the wheat harvest. Pentecost itself means 50 and it's observed 50 days after Passover. So for us, it's observed 50 days after the resurrection of Jesus. It's observed on Sunday. Again, Jesus had ascended to heaven just 10 days before. 
Again, each disciple was in one accord. They were in one place. The entire company of 120 or so disciples were together. The pronoun they points back to the apostles, to all of them. They were sitting in one house. Must have been a pretty good sized house. I haven't seen 120 of us here, but we got close a few weeks ago, I think. Uh, well, probably not close to that, but 120 people, one house, getting ready to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? then others showed up. And probably the greatest gospel sermon, the first gospel sermon, which is probably the greatest gospel sermon ever delivered, was about to take place. You see, the sudden arrival of audible and visual signs of the Holy Spirit. A sound, a mighty rushing wind filling the house where they were sitting. Divided tongues of, of fire sitting upon each of them. Enabling the apostles to speak in foreign languages. You see what they were? They were filled with the Holy Spirit. They were filled with the Holy Spirit. They couldn't explain it then. They can't explain it now because when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you start seeing things differently than you've ever seen them. You start doing things that you thought were impossible. I can't speak a foreign language. I've tried. But with the Holy Spirit, we can communicate that the whole world can understand us. Not through our power, but through the power of the Holy Spirit. Now they're filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit had been with them, but now the Holy Spirit was dwelling inside of them. And they started telling people about it. They began to speak in other languages. They drew attention from devout Jews and from every nation that was represented. See, they were all there for Pentecost. Everyone heard them speak in their own language. And there was a reaction. People noticed. When you're filled with the Holy Spirit, I'm telling you, people notice. People see when you're filled with the Holy Spirit. John Wesley once said that uh, if you catch on fire, people will come for miles to, just to watch you burn. When you're filled with the Holy Spirit, people notice. People will come to see you. They'll come to see what's going on. Each of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. Peter then explained that it was too early for them to be drunk. It was, they were not drunk. They were simply relying on the power of God. The significance of the outpouring, again, I told you that each one of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. Have you ever been somewhere? Have you, I know you can think back to somebody in your life who uh, discipled you. You think, man, I just wish I had that much Holy Spirit in me. Can you think back to somebody like that? I know I can. I'm like, if I only had the amount of Holy Spirit that had, man, I could do some amazing things. What I'm here to tell you is you are filled with the Holy Spirit. If you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit is within you. And you can do those mighty things if you rely on the Holy Spirit. Now, if you rely on yourself, then no, you're right. You can't do very much. But if you rely on the Holy Spirit working within, within you, you can do some amazing things. We are filled with the Holy Spirit. We need to be excited to tell people and to show people the works of the Holy Spirit.
This day was actually proclaimed by John the Baptist. In Matthew 3.11, he says, I baptize you with water for repentance. But the one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I'm not worthy to carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Of course, he's talking about Jesus there. We've been baptized. We have received the Holy Spirit when we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior. It's who we are. We're God's chosen people. Jesus told his disciples about the coming of the Holy Spirit and said that it would empower them to be witnesses. Acts 1.8, Jesus says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all of Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. When we receive the Holy Spirit, we're called to be witnesses to everybody. We're called to tell everybody the good news. Again, think about the most exciting thing that's ever happened in your life and how you want to pick up the phone or go see somebody and tell them about it. That's how we should feel because the Holy Spirit is dwelling within us. We should be telling everybody we know, people we don't even know, about the saving grace of Jesus Christ and what it feels like to have the Holy Spirit living within you. That's the excitement that we should have. That's the excitement that the disciples felt that first Pentecost Sunday. That's the excitement we should feel every day of our life. You see, we've been filled with the Holy Spirit. We didn't just get a little bit of it. We got an abundance of it. We got an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And you think, well, I have seen people that seem to have more Holy Spirit than others. I know you all have too. To see the Holy Spirit do in your life what you've seen it do in other people's life, you have to be obedient. And oftentimes we also get too much junk in the way. We don't get rid of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's already there. We can't tell the Holy Spirit where the Holy Spirit can be. We can't tell God where God can be. We talk about where God, it's legal to proclaim the good news or where God can and can't be and where it's lawful. But I'm telling you, you can't tell God where to be. God is God. He's everywhere. We carry him where we go. And we should be excited to explain the benefits of receiving the Holy Spirit. But sometimes we do let some junk get in the way. Have you ever let junk get in the way of you performing what the Holy Spirit's calling you to do? Because sometimes it, when you listen to the Holy Spirit, you're on fire with the Holy Spirit, sometimes he may call you some do, to do some things that you may see. It may seem hard to you. It may seem hard to me. But when we're obedient, we get rid of the junk and the doubt. That's when we can let the Holy Spirit work. And he can do some amazing things through us. You're right, we can't do amazing things. We're human beings, but when we allow the Holy Spirit to work through us, we can see people fed. We can see people clothed. We can see people receive Jesus Christ in their life. Not because I'm a great evangelist. Not because we're great cooks, which we are, and I appreciate that very much. But people receive the Holy Spirit because of what God does in our lives. Again, John the Baptist was the front runner. He was the one who, he was the frontier. He, he was the one that cleared the path for the Savior. 
He baptized them with water. But now they've received the Holy Spirit. Paul mentions this in Titus 3, 5 through 7. He says, He saved us not because of any works of righteousness, righteousness that we have done, but according to his mercy, through the water of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit. The Spirit he poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. We are who we are because the Holy Spirit is dwelling in us. We can accomplish nothing on our own without the Holy Spirit. Are you excited this morning? Do you feel the Holy Spirit? Can you feel the Holy Spirit dwelling within you right now? Again, if you can... I can't wait to see what the Lord does through you. And I can't wait to see who you go and tell. Who have you told this week about Jesus? Who have we told this week about the saving grace of Jesus Christ? Have you seen any miracles this week? Have you seen the Holy Spirit do work this week? If you haven't, we need to get rid of some junk. Because sometimes there's so many distractions in this world. There's so many distractions. I get distracted. I get distracted by a lot of things. I get distracted by ball games. I get distracted by ball games. I'm distracted, right? I get distracted by all kinds of things. Not that there's anything wrong with watching sports, but it can't be our life. Sometimes I get distracted by just being busy. Sometimes I need to slow down and just receive. Sometimes I get distracted because I'm selfish. Sometimes I get distracted because what the Lord may be wanting me to do may be too hard. Have you ever been called to do something that seemed too hard? Again, you're right, it is too hard. Unless you live, you rely on the Holy Spirit. You see, when the outpouring of the Holy Spirit happens, like it happened that day of Pentecost, the benefits are eternal. They're not temporary. They're not temporary. We're going to want to serve and reveal the confirmation of the Word to everybody. You see, the benefits are eternal. Salvation. Now we're ready to be sanctified. Through discipleship, through listening to his word, through loving each other, through serving each other, we're being sanctified right now. Acts 2, 39, Peter says to the crowd, Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call. Holy Spirit's available to all of us. We're filled with the Holy Spirit. Are we ready to let go and let God do his work through us? 
What are we doing this week? What did, we do, what did we do last week? What do we plan to do this week to show the grace of Jesus Christ to everybody? I don't care if it's a grocery store or on the lake Monday, wherever you may go to celebrate Memorial Day. People need to hear about Jesus Christ. Whether you have a cookout at your house, no matter where you go, People need to know about the power of the Holy Spirit. Can we show each other this love? Can we work together? Can we fellowship? Can we pray together? That God reveals His will in our lives, in the life of this church, and so we can decide what we need to be doing to spread His word. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for allowing us to be here this morning. Lord, thank you for your church. Lord, thank you for your Holy Spirit. Lord, thank you for sending your Holy Spirit to dwell in each of us, Lord. I just pray that we are obedient to your call, Lord, that we we listen, we discern, Lord, and we just let the Holy Spirit work in our lives. Lord, we live in a world that's hurting. Lord, let us be the grace and compassion that can only be found through a relationship with you. Let us tell everybody that we meet about your saving grace. In Jesus' name, amen.